Okay. So, uh, um, does anybody uh, feel like praying in when we start before we introduce ourselves? No. <laughs> Great. Well, then, I'm going to pray in. And I'm just going to connect into my heart and just welcome everyone who's here and grateful for this time, this opportunity, this time for teaching and, and learning and sharing and discovering how to connect with our heart and then share that way. We're so interested in in um, sharing from our heart. And so we're gathering all the power of asking the angels, Angel Gabriel and others that, to be with us, to help us and assisting us and connecting with each other and, our, and through that, through that connection with each other, do it through our heart and be clear and be willing and be open and welcome all who come on the call, all who listen to the call later, and and as well we welcome into our heart all who are not even aware of this possibility to connect with with our own heart. We welcome them into our heart and uh, in this sharing. So grateful for that opportunity and our willingness, which brings us here. Amen. Hello. Do you want to say hello? It's Carla, the facilitator. Hi, it's Moira. Hey, Moira. Hey, Carla. How are you going? Good. Good. Who else is here? I just came on. Uh, Julie's here. Who? Julie. Oh, hi. I don't think I know. This is Chris. I'm listening. Hey, Chris. Okay. Oh, wow. So, welcome, everybody. Um, Does anybody have, like, a burning desire or something that, come up for them to talk about? This morning I just finished... Hello? Go ahead. Oh, this morning I just finished listening to um, Jennifer's call, Jennifer's uh, class last week on sex, because I missed And um, I thought that was really valuable. And um, But she said mm-hmm. that she'd continue it this week. But then Venerable's class was this week. Did Venerable discuss, continue the the topic? I was, I, every other Tuesday, uh, no, I wasn't able to listen live. No. Anybody else? Does anyone, does anyone know? No, she didn't, but it was good. Okay, thank you. 
Um, I'm thinking that sometimes Jennifer just does that without, I mean, it doesn't come across as so intent on whatever's going on and being present that she forgets when that comes up. I forget. So I think um, maybe um, the next class, but I don't know. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. I actually haven't listened to it. We we did talk briefly. Did you listen to Saturday's community call? No, no, I didn't. Uh, it was. I think it was really powerful it's when you get an opportunity. Okay. I think Great. it was. Um, I think it was really good. Mm. And we and they people did bring up that class, even though I wasn't there. And we had some discussion, but I think, uh, yeah, if you can listen to that, it'd be really great. Mm. I've referenced the um, sixth class. What? They talked about the sixth class in Saturday's community call. Yes, some, yeah. Mm-hmm. And other stuff come up. It was great. Great. Hmm. So, um, so I'm just getting back from uh, my um, retreat and my. Um, I, I can't remember what I spoke before. I think someone I did speak a little bit about because I had um, um, a week with my brother and sister-in-law, and which I haven't seen for uh, over a decade, and. Um, and I really had a lot of judgments um, about who they were and what they were. And so um, before I went, I several days, what, a couple, three weeks, I tried to do it every day, but I don't know if I remember it every day, but I tried to speak um, to their um, higher self in my mind and connect with it through my higher self. I, I mean, I did my best. And it was, I don't know if that helped, but it did seem like um, while I was with them, I was, um, I didn't, the judgments kind of fell away. And all I saw was, you know, that they, my brother loved me and um, I was very accepting of, I felt very accepting of, of how how he um is able to demonstrate that in his actions as opposed to how I, part of me wants to, that to be demonstrated. So, and I was able to um, kind of watch my reaction without being really invested in the feeling. And I was, I don't know, just a really miraculous experience. I really can go on and on about it, but it was really sweet. I had many, many opportunities um, with my brother and during the retreat. It was so much um, 
happened. It's really good. And I do encourage, um, if anybody can, go see Regina for, because uh, it was actually two retreats. It was uh, Jan Frazier and two days of her and um, five days of Regina. And it wasn't like we did it all day. We we had class and they played for a couple hours. I did, I did something else and... Uh, we didn't just wasn't like just nonstop class or anything, and it was it was it was so good. I mean, I hear that when she teaches, it, she just kind of it, it's different all the time. But um, I don't know. I just really uh, feel like I got a lot out of it, and I probably will for a while. <laughs> Still probably integrating it into my myself. Is anybody planning to go to Vegas for the ACIM? Um, I have. I purchased the tickets when they first came out because it's so close to where I live. I figured it'd be easy, but I haven't. I haven't got tickets or like the uh, plane tickets there or anything. But you've got tickets to the convention? Yeah. Next April or something, is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's early spring, March or April. I'm still... Thinking about it, <laughs> stirring it around. Just wanted to. It'd be kind of fun to see uh, people from from Masterful Living. You know, maybe meet up or something sometime. There's going to be a few people going. Well, I think last time Jennifer went, and so she. I think she met up with people. Um, that was the that New York one. Yes. Yeah. And I just didn't like that it's closer, you know, Vegas is almost a drive away. I know, I know, that's what I'm thinking too. New York was kind of daunting. Mm-hmm. This is just a little hop over the mountains. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a ways. Where would you be, Chris, in April? Yeah, she maybe not. I see her on, but maybe she can only listen right now. Sounds like she's busy. And that's a ways to you, Moira. It's like, is there any, is there any like, um, Course in Miracles readings or anything close to you? Wow. I lost everybody. I actually, I actually, <laughs> there are Course in Miracles classes, but, um, I haven't been drawn to, Attend them. Mm. Yeah. How far away are they? Because you say you're kind of a ways away from anything. So much probably a ways, huh? Yeah. Uh, they're, well, um, I haven't looked for a while. I, I know that there, um, there were some nearby. And I think I thought... 
Um, who was that that teacher who said that um, a male teacher, one of the originals, he said um, he said attending um, Course in Miracles meetings was a very good exercise in non-judgment. <laughs> um, probably Wapnick. Yeah, yeah, probably. He said uh, that was the main reason why he attended them. <laughs> yeah, that's, all right. that's true. Yeah. yeah. I read that in um one of Gary's books. I think yeah, I must have told Gary that. Um well, Gary might have reflected on the experience. Yeah, I've never been drawn to. You know, I, I mean sometimes I listen to other people and I just kind of um, internally or externally <laughs> roll my eyes. <laughs> uh, I think, aware. And I think, nah, I don't, I, I, nah. Either I don't have enough patience or I don't have, oh. um, you know, the interest in, you know, in doing that. Mm. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, I actually had a, a, a my first roommate when I was at the retreat. She's like, um, I'm the most what she what's the word <sighs> spiritual. It, it, she used another word, but I'll use spiritual because I can't think of it. I'm the most spiritual person I know, and um, and it was. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be a terrible. <laughs> Anyone, wouldn't it, to be the most spiritual person they know? I don't know. Well, she didn't use the word spirit. I can't think of what um, advanced the word was. Did she use? No, it was like um, or rest. No, it's like um. Anyway, it was someone the most... who was into. It was something like spiritual, but it wasn't spiritual. It was more. It was more about. Um, thinking beyond um, the physical and looking at it okay. like and stuff and sh and it was interesting at first uh, it was a real challenge because she it seemed to me she reminded me a lot of my mother and that was challenging and she's very um, she liked to talk a lot and she um <laughs> was very scattered, I guess. And and it was so interesting. After like two days, like this may be feeding my ego, I don't know, but she's like, Boy, you're the most spiritual person I know and I was, I was it was just a good practice to you know, it, it changes all the time. It's like how how easy something like it changes. Definition and the meaning we make of things can change so easy, you know? Like, if you're standing in line at the grocery store and someone keeps bumping you, keeps bumping you, keeps bumping you, and if you're starting to get irritated and you're making that kind of rude, you know, or whatever you were to think. And then, and then one time after a while they say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm kind of distracted because my child's in the hospital. And then, because you know that information, 
you, it, it can surely shift how you perceive something. The meaning you're making of it is totally different than what you made of it before. And sometimes we don't know what's going on. And so we don't change our meaning. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a, yeah. Sometimes more because you're way so far away. It takes so long for your voice, I think, to get here, which is probably so long. It's probably like two seconds. That <laughs> um, I don't think I wait long enough. Oh, she dropped. She must have been having a bad connection or something. So, Julie, well, <laughs> I can speak. I'm a good, I can talk, 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 but, um, <laughs> so we have a Saturday community call too. Yeah, there's a MLC one one. Oh, okay. Um, it, um, That's eight and, and an MLC two and three one. It's two. There's an MLC one and eight, and an MLC two and three combined at nine fifteen. So I thought we moved the Saturday to this to Wednesday, but now we're just doing both. No, this is an additional. It was never moved. This is an additional to. Um, I, I mean, I know for like Moira, it looks like she may be coming back, but. Um, it's it's kind of she has her sleeping time in the morning. It's because her time. I think it's to help people um, who are you know around the world. But I don't know. I mean, so there's two though community yeah. calls for us. Okay, two for MLC <laughs> two and three. Yeah. Okay. This time doesn't mess with my sleeping time at all. Right. I mean, right now it's um. Right now it's ten to midday. Huh. I thought I thought this um this this community call time was gonna shift like by about, I don't know, twelve hours or something to accommodate people in Europe. But it only shifted back half an hour. Anyway, that was an executive decision. <laughs> um, well, if it shifted 12 hours, it might be, I, I probably wouldn't be able to facilitate it because mm. I'm not going to be up at 4.30 in the morning probably. I don't know. I might once in a while, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So it's, it is what it is. So you dropped off for a minute, I guess. I'm glad you're back, Mora. Yeah, I thought you kicked me off. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, I've been having a really rough time lately with... Um, I've been so sick 
with anger and frustration and helplessness and hopelessness quite a lot mm. last month. And um, and I've actually seen myself like really depressed. Fortunately, I know it's not clinical because, um, you know, the next day I might have got myself together and said some prayers and I'll be fine and I'll be happy and I'll be back to optimistic. But um, it's been pretty full on and uh, also very fearful, very fearful of um, new um, encounters, you know, that the orthopaedic surgeon I see will actually be the one about whom I read bad reviews online and that he'll treat me like crap and I'll be a complete victim and he'll charge me too much money and oh my god my brain went ape and then um, you know I remember to you know say my prayers and meditate and and in the waiting room before I met this guy, hmm. I uh, listened to uh, Jennifer's Power Prayer just on my phone, and that was a really good idea. It was a brainwave. The, the prayer partner app or a different prayer? No, her just a, her daily espresso. Oh, that. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. <clears throat> Mm. Just, you know, the one for two days ago. And, um, oh gosh, it really, it just chilled me out. And um, so I lost my nervousness and, I mean, I was losing my nervousness, you know, because by the time I walked into the office I was thinking, um, oh look, you know, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll just trust myself. I'll just trust myself. Mm. And um, then I listened to her prayer and and um, yeah, I just kind of went, you know, got in touch with, you know, just my inner self, sort of, and 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 my higher self. And uh, and when I saw him, I just had a quick glance at him before I got off the seat, and I thought, "Yep, he's the one. He's arrogant." And um, but I went into his office, and um, you know, I just strode towards him confidently, and didn't call him doctor because you know I certainly wasn't going to put him in a higher place. Just said, "Hi, David. How are you?" And I smile and I didn't do anything special. I just talked to him and asked him questions. And um, and he, yes, he was an arrogant person, but he didn't act arrogant towards me. And um, and he answered all my questions. And he was you know patient when I wanted to recap and just you know go over what he'd made. And I was sensible and smart and cool, calm and collected and it was like I was back to basics and um, that was simply by me going back to basics, you know, listening to mm. the prayer and just, you know, getting out of my fearful, crazy head because my head can be pretty crazy 
you know, it's like an insanity when I get into those fearful imaginings. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I walked out of that office just really, really not high or anything, just feeling really successful and and okay with my life and capable. It's a really mm. good reminder. It's a really good wake up call. Yeah. It's so wonderful when we can use events that happen in our life to practice. And that's what it sounds like you did. Yeah. 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 And I've, you know, I've been feeling balanced, cool, calm and collected. Or as I like to, as I aspire to, calm, confident, capable, compassionate. (laughs) I think there were three C's before. Were there four C's? Oh, I'm adding C's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. the, the hypnotherapist I saw also added comfortable and secure. So there's about five C's now or six C's. <laughs> well, I don't think secure is an S, but, you know, I guess we could spell it with a C. Capital C in the middle of the word. And secure <laughs> is really for me, so, you know. Calm, confident, capable, compassionate, comfortable, secure. Well, yeah, so I'm, you know, I mean, I just think, oh gosh, I am so grateful that, you know, I can be a member of this community and. And be in Jennifer's classes and call her a friend and a teacher and be on these calls and, and you know, have these constant reminders and listen to community calls and dial up her prayer and, yeah. You know what lands with me from what you spoke? Mm-hmm. Is it? When it kind of reminded me how when you were when you um, first saw your ex boss who didn't who was not very nice to you and you mm-hmm. saw you saw her and you decided she was this way and you did that with your with your with the doctor as well but then in your own way you shifted that you know. Yeah, I didn't get go into the fear with the doctor. And so I, that was like excellent. It just shows me, you know, just an indication of uh, how, how, you know, just the differences and um, the shifting you've been going through. It's great. Hmm. Mm. I think the two situations are quite different though. I mean, when that woman was my manager, she had a lot of control over my peace and tranquility. 
my experience. Um, I'm not, I'm not comparing the whole, the whole thing, just that one little piece, that teeny little piece. That's all. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's about discernment, but also my interpretation of what I discern. You know, I mean, some people might be as sensitive and discerning as me to, you know, judging character by looking at someone's face. Um, but, you know, some people might not be so freaked out by what they see as I am. <laughs> well, that's why it's so much more, uh, so, well, not more, but so powerful is because, you know, it, because you were able to shift it. That's what I see. So, yeah, get bring it back to basics. I'd like mm-hmm. to do that more often in the future. Yeah. It's interesting. It's even reminds me of when, like, I watch football a lot. Whenever a football team is really having struggling, and what often happens is the coach. You know, starts working them again on the basics, and even mm. I've heard that in Jennifer is it, mm. and how important that is. Yeah. 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 It is. So true. Well, football is kind of interesting too because you'll see the shift actually happen when momentum can swing so completely. You know, with the attitude. You know what I mean? It's like you can see how the whole team will maybe shift their mm. their mindset and all of a sudden everything changes. You know, it's kind of interesting. Well, that's yeah, it's a good metaphor that's for... Yeah, so what Jennifer, is that all about changing your own mind. It's not about changing... Changing changing the world is about changing your perception about the world, right? Or whatever event is happening in front of you that you're involved in in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I listen to a lot of like podcasts and a lot of different like kind of health things and um, stuff. And it's funny. It's it's because it's been not so much on my mind lately about. I've been working on too. I too have been like yo-yo woman the last couple months. Just one day I feel fine and great, and the next day I'm just really down. And it's really hard then to work on. And even knowing that what's going on, it's hard to like shift yourself out of it sometimes. And it's interesting with these podcasts lately, how, you know, because it's been on my, on my mind, it seems like everybody is speaking about it. Even people that are not necessarily mm-hmm. spiritual, it's like, you know, oh, there's scientific evidence of this and that and changing your neurological pathways. And it's kind of funny how it's like, instead of science dictating th- that necessarily, it's, I think, what's happening maybe 
this, this world of people now. You know, it's maybe we're getting to that tipping point of where that's really our belief. And so it's changing science. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the other way around. For so long, it's been science has dictated how what we believe in the mm-hmm. world, you know, is our reality. And now it's like, no, there. Now science is supporting our mm-hmm. belief in our, you know, in our in the spiritual way. It's kind of interesting to me. How exciting, huh? Yeah, it's just synchronous, you know, right now with what's going on in my world. That, all of a sudden, everything I see and hear has to do with that. You know, if you notice what's, you know, if you start making those um, connections, right? And I think, you know, know, how it works for all of us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when I first started MLC1, I just, I felt really, I went to Course in Miracles groups, so I couldn't really connect with people. And I really still haven't um, created friendships outside of the group. It's really interesting, but I really feel like the community is so much bigger. I mean, I see it in things like you're saying, Joy, you know, all the time. It's showing up. Moving out into things even just beyond what we would consider maybe spiritual, you know, or, but it is, it's like, I think it's, you know, the whole quantum sciences now are starting to match what that is, you know, what, what we believe, we used to believe with faith, you know, and still do and have to because it's still unseen, right? (laughs) But the more we make it our experience by living it, I think the more it becomes something that maybe can be studied, I don't know, or proven. Does that make sense? In the physical world? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think what we believe shows up more in the physical world. What, what, because I used to be really kind of a, glass half empty sort of person and I always felt like I always saw the negative first and thought I mean for the last three days I've been having issues with my phone I'm on my third phone in three days oh no and and um I've been on on the phone with Apple um and it wasn't like they were bad phones but they were going to replace it, and then they gave me, I had a 64-gig phone, they gave me a 16-gig phone, and I'm like, huh, I don't want this phone, you know, I want my 64-gig phone, so, and they go, oh, okay, here, here's, we, it was our mistake, here's, here it is, and I was like, they just were really accommodating, and all I did was tell them what I wanted, you know, what I was hoping I didn't get everything I wanted (laughs) I wanted a a free uh, cup case you know but I didn't get it I got 50% off so um and it was was okay I mean it just um I just feel like 
I was still a little angry, not angry, I just disturbed because I've been on the phone every morning for like the last three mornings for like three, four hours, you know, trying to deal with this. And so I was just getting a little frustrated, but everything seemed to work out. You reckon you've got your final phone? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I just because I, I bought a new case because the old case they put a new phone in the old case. It wasn't working because it's slightly thicker and it didn't work right. The case and the touch screen. So yeah, I think I'm I'm I bought a new case and so um, I'm I'm pretty sure this is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> well, the frustration. The, um... That's the defining. Uh thing there if you buy the case and it's a done deal right <laughs> and what's interesting is when they wanted to give me they actually for the same price they upgraded my phone from a 6 to a 6s and I didn't really want it you know I just wanted whatever was wrong with my 6 but I figured if I got a new phone I would fix it right and um and they wanted to give me a a watch which which did the internet and everything for 30 days, like free for 30 days, and then you pay for it. So, but I didn't, but they try to not tell you about the payment. You have 30 days to decide, no, no cost to you. And, you know, they, it's like they don't really hide, they don't really lie to you. They just don't really tell um, the truth. <laughs> well, no, they told me the whole I truth. <laughs> How much, how much is it after 30 days? And they told me, you know, it's a monthly thing. And I'm like, no, I don't want it. If I, after 30 days, I don't I don't really want it. So, and they want it. They like, oh, it's free for 30 days. And I'm like, I don't, but I'm not, I don't want it. Because after 30 days, I'm not going to have it. And then I'm going to lose it. Because I'm not going to choose to buy it. And so, yeah, I just said that I didn't, I don't want it. So, they took it back. And they I never did. I just clearly stated. I thought. I don't know if they did, but I felt like I clearly tried to clearly state that what I what was, you know, I was open to. So it just seemed to all work out. It took three days. <laughs> I guess that's better than thirty. <laughs> yeah. Really. So what did the doctor tell you, Moira? Is it, I mean, you have to tell specifics, but did it sound good? Did you feel? Oh, actually, he he actually um, said, you know, not good things at all. He said, um, Uh, okay, yeah, he said, oh, you've got osteoarthritis in your right knee to be asymptomatic. And when your dog banged into your knee, 18 months ago, it it jolted your asymptomatic osteoarthritic knees into symptomatic osteoarthritic knees, and mm. welcome. And you're you might be 51, but your knees are a lot older than that, and you <laughs> have to and you have to stop jogging, and you need to do strengthening exercises and low impact exercises. No more jogging. 
and I'm sending you to a physio. So I went to the physio the same day and he was lovely. <laughs> and he was like, you know, somewhere in around 30. And he said, he didn't directly contradict the osteo, um, the orthopedic surgeon, because that's not professional. But he, he, he kind of said, nah, that's not true. You can't tell that from the x-rays anyway. And your knees are fine. The pain is partially due to all the stress you've had because I talked to him about what was going on in my life at the time that the injury occurred. Mm-hmm. And correct exercise, you can stop that pain and stuff in your knees. So don't worry, everything's okay. Hmm. So Hi. there's a big shift, <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the orthopedic surgeon was the voice of doom. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and he he's basically as I expected him to be, you know, he was like, you know, putting the fear of God into me. But fortunately, he did it in a non-bullying, non-arrogant, non-awful way. He just, you know, that was just him. But the other guy was the voice of, um, the voice of love, you know. Yeah. You're not injured. You know, your knee is fine. He did all these tests. Your knee is not uh, broken. You have a very highly functioning, much more so than for most people your age. You just have pain and we need to strengthen the knee. Everything will be fine. You're perfect. Mm. He didn't say perfect, but he was the voice of love. <laughs> but you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he's the correction, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy was definitely, you know, yeah. I mean, I wasn't feeling really horrible about, you know, the you've got osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. But just thinking, oh, God. But, yeah, yeah, it, he was the course correction. It was lovely. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. actually. actually What's so great about being able to talk about these things is to recognise the significance of these everyday events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The first yeah, guy was the voice mm-hmm. of fear. The second guy was the voice of love mm-hmm. and hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same issue and two, two, two beliefs around the same issue, right? Yes. And then you can pick one. Yeah. They both looked at the x-rays. They both, well, the first guy didn't look at my knee. He just looked at the x-rays. And x-rays are notoriously unreliable, you know. I mean, an x-ray can show a back full of, you know, osteoporosis, you know, but the person has no pain. And they're a gymnast. (laughs) And they're fine, you know. That's kind of interesting. Or, you know, an x-ray can show a perfect back, but the person is crippled. So x-rays are notoriously unreliable. So anyway, yeah. Thanks, Uh girls, for allowing me to bring that light. Mm -hmm. So, and and just as with our, um, you know, physical bodies, you know, which require exercise for maintenance, um, just so my... um, 
my spiritual self requires exercise for maintenance and I tell you I am a lot more attending to my physical body's needs than I am to my emotional spiritual body's needs and that's just something that I can improve I can do better at yeah it's all a matter of health right <laughs> yeah it, it's all health yeah. yeah and go for you know like a 40 minute walk every day with my dog but I can't you know always find the time to do you know 20 or 40 30 minutes of spiritual maintenance it's a bit silly isn't it I do them both at once. I walk and I listen to um, uh, podcasts, you know, like Jennifer's classes or all kinds of, you know, I listen to spiritual things, you know, that that help, you know, listen to different teachers and people talking. And that's, yeah. and for me in um, walking, you know, it makes it, I'm less fidgety, like if I'm sitting, then I'll look for excuses to get up or do this or that. But it, when I'm walking, I'm like all there. It's really interesting. So, And I used to listen in the car when I, I had a commute, so it's like I'm sort of a captive audience, right? But it was it was interesting when I quit commuting and I quit listening how quickly I um, kind of went into the shitter, you know? <laughs> No. And just it it's that is it's just like exercise like you said if when you stop you quickly get lazy and um you know you you see the the results of it really fast but you don't think of it that way it makes sense perfect sense to us you know I'll think oh well I didn't get my walks in for the last couple of days so that's why I'm feeling lazy or something right but you don't think of it in your spiritual life yeah. that way and as as an exercise you know exercising your your heart you know mm-hmm. but it's the same well mm-hmm. it is so the days when I meditate for ten minutes and um you know like say a couple of quick prayers and maybe even do some mastery journaling they're way better days you know and when I do them day after day after day I have really good times yeah it's weird but why do we stop doing those things that help us that's what that's what just kind of blows me away I don't know that I think it's yeah emotional Care is less a part of our culture and our mindset than the physical mm-hmm. self care. Yeah, the world, the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we 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 all grew up. Most of us grow up with the idea that if you don't exercise your body, your body's gonna, you know, make your your body's gonna be fat or weak. And um and yeah, but we don't talk about spiritual and emotional self care. Well, well, think about it. It's starting to be in the workplace. They have, they're starting to integrate the physical. There's play, there's people who are at a desk. They're they're actually walking on a treadmill while they're doing their work. Or there's yeah, we had standing desks. 
or there's gyms in the building. That yeah. uh, is there like a meditation hall in the building? Is there a place where you can go and practice your spiritual? Not so much. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know at Intel they did have meditation classes, really? guided meditations, and yep, and um, you know we had all standing. They had all kinds of things to, you know, because mm-hmm. we were just so unbelievably compressed and stressed all the time that mm-hmm. they did any, yeah. you know. I think it was they just wanted to get more work out of us. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but that flexibility in private companies, but they're. Few and far between, yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. up to us to to support ourselves, you know, in our fit in our emotional fitness re- regimes, support it and support each other. Well, the each other thing is, you know, certainly. I always tend to get, you know, um, kind of ostracized. You know, there's sol- you know, isolate, and I. It's kind of a weird deal, and I don't really understand why that tendency happens. But um, I always feel so much better when I reach out and just, I guess, belong. You know, it's it's another the difference between separation and not. You know, here mm-hmm. in form, I mm-hmm. guess it's probably something that simple. Yeah, it's, I'll surprise, I started thinking about it. I was at the, the group and I was saying, oh, I have something every day except Thursday. I have something Monday, Tuesday, this is Wednesday. I have a couple things Wednesday and Thursday I don't have anything. Friday I do, Saturday I do, Sunday I have a couple things. I mean, so I didn't plan it. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> That's like a really good plan to me, Carla. <laughs> yeah, really. So, um, oh, and also I was going to say, whenever people were talking about taking 10 minutes, and sometimes during the day while I'm doing something, I could be at the store or at a stoplight or something, I can pray for, I can do like a good little Five second or ten second prayer, you know. And I've been I've been trying. To, some days I I'm a little more forgetful, a little more focused on what I'm doing, or it takes more of my mental capacity or something. But there's some days I just it just feels better when I do that when I support myself or do something throughout the day, not like just. Ten minutes yeah, in the sure. morning, and then forget it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a difference between doing a few jumping jacks and and moving all day long. You know what I mean? As far you know, we were talking about exercise wise. Yeah. You can't just do a few jumping jacks and then sit on your butt all day and 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 get any benefit. <laughs> Compared to just being active, engaged, you know. Actually, there's recent research that um, really short, sharp bursts of exercise can be, you know, like just as good as much longer bouts of less intense exercise. Um, Like, Mm. say, 
at top speed for um, two minutes or you know a minute and doing that say five times with a few minutes break in between um, yeah people rapidly increase their fitness but at the same mm -hmm. time there's also research that 10 minutes of mindfulness meditation a day can significantly change the structure and function of a brain over eight weeks consistently every day right you're saying yeah yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting how the things in the world can show us those things. Like your visit with the doctor and many of the things we've talked about. I mean, I just feel like um, I'm given opportunities all the time. All, all the time. And I miss a lot. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I just think you used to miss everything all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's true. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, picking up on a good deal more than we used to—that's for sure. Yeah, and being able to discuss it, you know, is what brings it up to my awareness because otherwise it just kind of it's yesterday hey Chris well she was on the call but she uh, she hasn't answered a couple times when I oh, I'm, I'm out with a lot of noise Okay. Oh, hey, so, you know, you want to ask a quick question? Is there too much noise? Oh, I Chris, was, that's okay. So I was going you to go ask ahead, you. No, I'm not going to Las Vegas. You asked another question. That's not what it was. Chris? Yeah. Hey, it's Moira. Um, can I call you later just for a quick chat about, you know, um, prayer partner times? Don't we have new prayer partners? But that's okay. Um, yeah, not today. Call me tomorrow. Well, what time tomorrow? Uh, your time? Um, eight o'clock in the morning. Eight o'clock in the morning. Your time? Yeah, does that work for you? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to do a time conversion. Are you are you in Southern California time? California time, yeah. Right, thanks. I'll I'll have a look, see if I'm awake at that time. Otherwise, okay. I'll email you. Thank you. Okay. I have a question. I have a question. Are you going to the Patricia Cotarobles thing? Plan two with Mary. Good. Great, love to hear about it. what you think. I guess she's gone. <laughs> well, I'm back. You know, you were talking about the time and that. It's easier for me to wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning 
than it is to hit 435. I mean, I'm out. I turn you on and just bring you with me wherever I am. But, you know, as far as changing the time, like I said, it's easy for me to wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> so, oh well. We try. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate your participation, even just showing up. That's good practice, you know? It's like, um, yeah, no, it's just good practice. Shows intent. Hey, hey, Julie. Yeah. We haven't heard from you much on this call. Would you like to um, touch on something? You know, be- would you like to mention something or? Talk about something big that's happened recently. Oh, breaks, do-overs, successes. <laughs> successes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm actually in a kind of a struggle mode, um, trying to work myself through this um, phase in my life of um, r- recent retirement and 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 purpose <laughs> and so um in a way my successes are just sometimes just getting through the day and um without completely um denying everything that i'm feeling in order to make it <laughs> i guess i don't know how to explain it. It just is, it feels really hard right now. Yeah, it certainly sounds it. Yeah. And is this not going to work anymore? This is, this is, is this direct? I think it is. I think it's, uh, you know, I've worked since I've, forever, like since I've been like 12 years old, you know, I've been, I've had jobs and things and it's, um, it's really an interesting time and instead of I promised myself that you know I retired fairly young from I was you know had the ability to and it was getting very uh, stressful so I decided to get out of the corporate world and um, I'm in a financial position that I can take like a year and just kind of figure it out right and this is just kind of miserable <laughs> a lot of the time of, you know, um, being with yourself. And, you know, when I've always had distractions, always in my life, you know, things, always something more important or, or more, and, and to not just, like, say, screw this and go find a job right now, you know, just something to, to, um, distract me again is kind of been a kind of a hard road. I didn't think it would be this hard, frankly. So I'm trying to reach out more and, you know, start trying to make classes more since I certainly don't have an excuse of I'm working now. So um, anyway, 
that's just kind of where I'm at. But it's interesting how much of your identity is wrapped up in what you did and who you were and, you know, the things of the world. And then when all that's gone and you just, there you are. And to not feel rotten about yourself is kind of a eye-opener. So I'm just trying to accept it and look at it with with Christ. And then I don't know how to fix it. I mean, I don't, I know how I can fix um cover it up in the world right but i don't i'm a, i'm a master at that i can do all you know i can figure out all kinds of things so i don't have to look at it but i'm trying to um give that to jesus to to heal because i don't know how and that's frustrating because we all want to be able to control and manipulate and just trying to surrender all of that is a lot tougher than I thought. (laughs) Doing nothing is a hard thing to do. (laughs) So that's where I'm hanging these days. Sounds like great awareness. That's where it starts. it's, It's it feels so heartbreaking because it feels like so much is taken away right now. So much is falling away. And um, all the things that I thought were so important and so meaningful don't have any meaning anymore to me at all. And it's like, what does? (laughs) Will I ever have meaning go, you know, where's that happiness part? <laughs> where's that part where, you know, where's where's the real me? Where, where is that? And it's right here. I understand that. But it's, I guess, it's just so buried. It's going to take mm-hmm. a, time, a long time to, or I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take or how long it will take to uh, excavate through all the layers that I've carefully built over the years. But kind of sticking yourself out there is not for the faint hearted. <laughs> hey Julie all it takes. Yeah. You are? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I said are you about fifty six years old? I am 58. Right. You know, and in, you know, our head, right, brain is still 20, <laughs> 25 maybe. And so that's a whole new concept too, right? Mm. To the whole aging thing is like, what the hell? Mm. Well, I talk about taking stuff away to make room for the new. You're in that in-between period, huh? I am in the in that. You know, I know Adyashanti talked about it one time, and it just explained it to a T. And 
um, it's like this limbo land of, you know, and he said, he talked about don't get stuck there, you know, because it's not very pleasant. But I'm not sure how to how to move it other than I don't know what to do other than what I'm doing. What are you doing? Um, I am pretty pretty deeply steeped in the course and um i just do you know my daily routine of you know what is it the buddhists call it carry water chop wood you know that's kind of what i have a couple of activities i do i crossfit and i you know do stuff i have a um working shits and dog that you know i do it that takes a lot of time or some time and I mean, those are the activities that I do. I, it's not that I don't have things to fill the day in in, in that way, but um, I think if I got a job right now, I'd be right back in denial. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right back in. It's sort of, yeah, it's just like, you know, I've been an act, addict in my life, you know, with alcohol and <clears throat> given that up and that was like holy shit now what what's going on you know <laughs> and so it's just like all these layers of of things that I've done to cope and you know I know absolutely now that none of them work there's nothing in the world that's going to fix this right nothing outside yourself and your highest self anyway it's all it's all got to come from inside and so have you thought of um asking Jennifer for some one-on-one counseling it's yeah you know I yes I have thought of that and yes that's probably a next step and getting out and doing stuff going to the art gallery having lunch maybe seeing friends stuff like that yeah, I know that because I, I can spend all day at home, all week rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, like, I do things with the dog community, like, um, like I said, it's you know the working dogs. You know, there's it's pretty active, and there's a lot of people in there. And then CrossFit is also a, a really ginormous community. There's, you know, and very active too. But it's none of it is. Um, spiritual like none of it's I don't can't talk to anybody about this stuff and you know I don't want to go and tell my story to people I don't you know I'm not there to be I don't want to sound like a victim that you know what I mean of whatever you know what I'm saying though is it's not really what's happening here right although there's times I start to wonder whether or not I'm you know really losing it I don't know. Well, you, I have a success for you. You've been, you showed up two weeks in a row to this community call. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that just desperation, so, <laughs> or is it well, happening? No, it's whatever we might want to make of it. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't want to cut you off. We're, I don't know how long the recording goes. I don't know how to increase your time. I have to find out. It's been oh, uh, cool. 83 minutes, and so 
Um, so, does anybody have any closing uh, prayer requests or anything? Yeah. Let's pray. How about I'd like to request that we all pray for ourselves and each other that we are prompted to remember to partner up with our higher selves and to say, hey, higher self, what's next? What now? What would be best? What would help? What's a good idea? That we pray to remember to be prompted to remember to remember who we are and to remember the truth. And that we're not helpless, hopeless, dumbos, but that it's all happening for a reason and Julie's got a big gap in her life so that new stuff can come in. And, you know, I was freaked out by my psychopathic boss so that I could be prompted to heal my childhood stuff. And Carla and Chris and all of us, you know, we're exactly where we're meant to be, doing exactly what we're meant to be doing. And if we weren't, we'd be somewhere else doing something else. Amen. So, Thank you. So um, I know oftentimes we have a round-robin prayer, but... I- because I don't know how much time we have. I just feel, if it's okay, because of something that was spoken, I just feel prompted to read this prayer, Offering of the Broken Heart, from the Seven Sacred Flames prayer book. Um, Beloved Presence of God I Am, With surrender and humility, I come to the altar of mercy to offer my broken heart. This day, I offer my sorrows, my tears, my fears, my worries, my pains, my grief, my loneliness to the altar of love, knowing that it is the only, that it is only love. It is only through the drenching of the heart into the fires of pure divine love that all human attributes of the broken heart can be miraculously healed and transformed. As I offer as we offer our broken hearts in total surrender and acceptance, we know that our heart will be softened. I also know that I pains, our pains, our sorrows, our learning tool the cleansing catalyst that will help us perfect the divine gift of love that will open wide the realms of light upon our souls. As we allow ourselves to feel the pain with surrender, we also allow ourselves to release it, to be transformed into the most wondrous gift beauty in all its celestial perfection, health in all its full magnificence, wisdom in its unlimited glory are the gifts 
bestowed upon those who possess this great love. The love of God, the love beyond all gifts, I now pray with all the energy of our hearts that we might be possessed by this Christ-like love. Let this great love sing as a melody of praise, gratitude, and thanksgiving from our hearts each moment that we live. And so it is. Beloved I am. Amen. 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 That was beautiful. Thank you. Hey, thanks for telling your story, Julie. All the best. Thank you. Thanks. We're here to heal. Great. That's a great intent. Well, I'm going to go up to a meditation group, so goodbye, y'all. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> and thank you for showing up and sharing from a heart. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, Chris. Thank you, everyone. Bye. The moderator has left the conference.